listening to the Survival Podcast for zombie nerds everywhere. This is Zombies Ate My Podcast. Yeah, there's dead. There it is. Listen like your life depends on it. Broadcasting to you alive from the Zamp headquarters here in wonderful New Hampshire, where we're going to try and fill the void of the emptiness that is The Walking Dead not being back till February. In order for me to do that, we will go underground in a secure location to the north. It is none other than the busy zombie lord himself, Lou Page. Howdy. You're still in the north, right? I know you're moving, but you're still north. I'm still in the north, and it's still snowing. So, uh, Wait, right now? It, well, it was yesterday. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I was going to say, no, no, it's coming. And, uh, well, north of the wall, he's back again. He'll never leave, no matter how much we try. What? <laughs> it's Ryan Murphy. I'm just kidding. Ryan, how are you? It's not snowing here. It was yesterday, but I, I love how we get a little bit of a weather forecast at the beginning of the show every I, week. You know what? It, it's it's something that winter does to people. <laughs> yeah, we're you just... know, like you have to be super conscious of what the weather is going to be, so it's always at, at the top of your mind. And I mean, uh, we're not survivalists, so I, I assume if we were survivalists, top of mind would be, you know, I kept my gun underneath the desk here. It's duct taped to the keyboard track, so. Really? I forgot about that. I was, so, I was wondering why only, we don't have anyone from the, only, the south on the show. The only reason I bring up the weather is, like, you know, about a half an hour here before we started recording, I was literally driving across town through slush and uh, unloading boxes into my new apartment. Ah, uh, slush. <laughs> it's awful. So, wait, I have a question for you, Bob. Is yeah. your new... Not Bob, sorry, Lou, because he's the one that's moving. Bob, yeah, let's ask him instead. Interesting. Um... Lou, I almost said Bob again. Lou, <laughs> <laughs> I'm tired. Lou, your new apartment, is it more zombie-proof than your previous apartment? No. No. Oh, well, oh geez, smart move, moving and everything. Yeah, you should have uh, asked for the upgrade. <laughs> so what, what's what's the difference? Like, what's the key flaw? Not that, you know, for any future zombies that are listening, please tune out for a second. <laughs> Well, the the place I'm in now is over a garage. Right. And you wouldn't even know that it's there, and it's on the second floor, and there's pretty much only one way in or out of the apartment. So all it's I would have to do is... break fire code or something, I mean. Uh, I'm pretty sure it might, but that's besides <laughs> the point. Easy um, And um, I actually convinced my wife about this place because it was zombie-proof. Um, uh, <laughs> true. No love. joke. No joke. Um, but uh, if I threw stuff at the bottom of the stairs, basically, I could barricade the door and I could be safe. The new place, there's two windows in every room, and there's about six rooms, and it's all on the first floor. Oh, no. So I'm doomed. So okay, that brings up my next point. I guess survivalists don't like natural light because they don't want windows. It sounds like windows are your arch enemy. I only have three windows in my old place, the place I'm in right now. Yeah. And they're all on the second floor, and they are all got trees in front of them. So you can't see anything, and you can't get out. Now, Wouldn't it have be been great, though, if you were, like, 
yeah, I, I like the looks of this place to like whoever you're renting it from, and then you're like, how do you feel about me fortifying the windows just out of curiosity? <laughs> you know, I, putting like 14 deadbolts in the door. You don't mind, do you? I just figured no. in the States everybody has 14 deadbolts. You know, I have another question, too. Uh, this has been bugging me since we brought up the weather earlier today. Um, <laughs> earlier what you, today. What do you think would be worse? Would it be zombies in the summer, like really hot, hot summer, or zombies in the freezing winter cold? Freezing winter cold. You think so? Yeah. I mean, if we're talking just like, you know, mobility of yourself, you know, the body always, you know, moves a little better when there's when it's a little warmer outside. What about the smell? Like, don't you think the smell would be worse in the summer? Well, I don't think I think I think I'd rather smell rotting flesh than than be easily eaten alive. I mean, see, the smells don't bother me. I have a bad sense of smell. I'll see. That and, is cheating. And, <laughs> and then on top of that, my father worked in the garbage industry when I was a kid. So I spent all my time in garbage dumps. And I, like, can climb inside of trash compactors and stuff, and the smell doesn't bother me. So <laughs> smells don't bother me. I, I'd, rather de- I'd rather not deal with cold. So from a ripe young age, Lou was preparing... <laughs> For the zombie apocalypse. And I didn't even know it either. Yeah, your father's a good man. <laughs> we raised you right. <laughs> All right. Well, obviously no more Walking Dead in our lives for a little while. Oh. So what we're going to do is we're going to bring back um, a little bit of news. And then we're going to talk about a little bit of a topic which involves a video game. I haven't done this in a while. So let's just jump right into the news. has completely devastated over 150 of the world's major regions and then is spreading rapidly. The movie we've all been waiting for. <laughs> world War Z. The mm-hmm. sequel. I need to see the first one. So, but really, the World War Z, the sequel, has just reported that it is uh, going to be directed by... Juan Antonio Bayona. Bayona? Bayona. 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 Bayonetta. What? Bayonetta. That would make it much cooler. So obviously the movie brought in a lot of money. Um, It was a big action flick over the summer. And uh, now they're going to make a sequel out of it. So your first thought is, it's nothing like the book. How are they going to do this again kind of thing? Right. I Um, hate that. Hey, come on. Can't we just accept that it's not the book and move on? Yeah, well, you know, and everything you read is going to be like, ah, this will be so not like the book, blah, blah, blah. But like I said in my review, like previous episodes, if you kind of disconnect it from the book, it's really not a terrible, terrible zombie movie. There's a lot worse out there. Uh, So to me, a sequel might not be the worst zombie movie in the world, like everyone's saying it's going to be. I have a question for you. You saw it, correct, Bob? I saw it once. Okay, did they leave it at an ending where they could easily make a sequel absolutely did they did yeah oh yeah okay all right because i was gonna say in the trailers i saw i saw thousands of people infected as zombies and now if it's called world war z 2 right i expect that everybody either everybody either got cured and they're gonna turn into zombies again that would suck can you imagine that like oh my god i survived the zombie oh god again look at that brad pitt i'm getting too old for this shit (laughs) 
or the world is repopulated again, and now the zombie outbreak happens again, and now we're going to lose billions of people more. I wonder if they're going to call it World War Two Z. <laughs> oh, no, Z2. it's just called World War Z again, but the, the Z looks a little <laughs> bit like a two. Ooh, that's a good one. I, could, I can just picture the post. Okay, like, all snark aside, I mean, again, it comes back to the fact of the zombie genre needs as much good content as we can get. And right. when you have The Walking Dead, and again, that's pretty much it. So it's nice that we're getting a sequel to a, mo- a movie that made tons of money. I have not seen it yet. It's on my list of you know, movies to get around to over the holiday break. Um, I find it funny that you know this year has been kind of sparse for zombie movies. I mean, we had this and then that romance movie, the uh, Cold Blood, was it? No, that's not right. Oh, dead blood, dead zombie hearts. Yeah, and I guess that one wasn't too bad either, right? Neither none of us have seen that, right? I thought Lou saw it. Um, the zombie romance movie. Yeah, yeah. with that comedy uh, guy. Uh, yeah, I saw it. I didn't think it was that bad. Okay, what was it called again? It was really bugging me. Yeah, I know. <laughs> dead um, blood or cold dead or dead cold or I don't no, know. it's um zombie love. Zombie Twilight. Is that what it was? <laughs> no. That, that's what it was. That's no, it what wasn't. I, Damn it, guys. Warm Bodies. It's got that, warm yes, bodies. Warm right. Bodies. Ding, ding. What do we have from Johnny? I mean, yeah, okay. What, that brings up the next point. Is like you guys took a hit, saw World War Z, and uh, I already forgot the name of the film again. Warm Bodies. Warm Bodies. What the hell did I do? <laughs> I didn't even read Walking Dead. I mean, if we're going to do a, a look back at the last year, I mean, I think I failed. Yeah, you definitely you were <laughs> No, no, no. You watched Survival of the Dead with the two of us. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, we need to do that again. More on that. Watch Survival of the Dead? No, 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 no. Watch <laughs> another watch shitty movie. Again. Why are zombies good at oral sex? I don't know. Because they'll eat anything you put in front of them. I always think that's Lou giggling at the end. <laughs> it does sound like Lou. I was just thinking that. So here's like Lou, problem. it's not funny the fifth time. <laughs> <laughs> so here's my Zombies are always funny. Are you kidding? Here's my problem, though, with World War Z. What's your problem? Deuce. Is that, that's what they're going to call no, it. No, they are not going <laughs> to drop a deuce on this one. <laughs> um, director, the director, Juan Antonio Bayona, 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 mm-hmm. Bayonetta, um, I'm not a fan of his movies. <laughs> what does uh, he do? He did he did that The Impossible movie, which I think is the one where people were like in a flood or something like that, or they they got lost or something like that. Like it's a tourist family. Oh, I got the IMDb up here. It's a tourist family in Thailand caught in the destruction of a chaotic aftermath of the Indian Ocean tsunami, which, from what I heard, was a terrible, terrible movie. Um. He did the orphanage in 2007, which is a slightly better movie, I guess. But then a horror movie that was endorsed by uh, uh, Guillermo. Yes, I believe so. But well, like, he hasn't done a lot of the major blockbuster stuff. Like, how is he going to pull this off? You know, this could be a fast track sequel that uh, is something we could be worse. I mean, I mean, yeah. I don't know. It looks like let's cash in on the movie that last year made some money. Yeah. Well, this, this is what we worried about. It doesn't about matter who one. the director is. It's probably going to be a flop, but we'll at least make a just, few bucks on it. Oh, just, well, add, the, just add millions of zombies and we'll be good. The studio probably has such a, a, a tight grasp on, on the movie that it doesn't matter who they put in the director's chair. 
I mean, the script is probably going to be written a billion times anyways. But Hollywood. Woo! Well, speaking of Hollywood, let's talk about something real quick. There's another movie coming out. Oh. It's called Life After Beth. I think you mean Uh, Life After Death. Nope. I said Life After Beth. Oh. So Aubrey Plaza. Who I did not know who that was. And then I looked her up and I was like, oh, I like her. Yeah, no, she's in a lot of cool stuff. She's a very good actress. Mm-hmm. I just looked at the list of other people that are supposed to be in this movie and was like, huh, why did she get top billing in this article over everybody else that's in the movie? Yeah, John C. Riley, who we all know as that weird, weird right? guy. Uh, Molly Shannon, who we all know as that crazy chick from... She's the girl that smells her armpits, right? From SNL? Superstar. That- uh, yeah, I believe, I believe that's her. Okay, yeah. who's Cheryl Hines? Hines. I knew Cheryl. the name, but I didn't know a face. Didn't have a face. Paul board. Reiser sounds familiar. Paul what? Reiser is in Aliens, and he used to have a show on TV. Oh, was that the guy who had the thing coming out of his chest? No, no. I, okay, I don't. He was have in the. He was in the second movie. He was the one that sends them back to the, to the colony. Okay. Well, okay. So there, it's a star-studded cast. It's going to be premiering at the 2014 Sundance Film Festival, which is always a good sign for little flicks like this. So it's it's kind of an artsy piece, right? Yeah, it looks like even the they all they have so far is some images that were released, and it does look like a very artsy kind of film. Is yeah. that it certainly looks Chronicle? different. You know what? It, you know what it reminds me of. Uh, so the, the the plot of the film is that this you know Beth, girlfriend of Zach, dies. And comes back as a zombie, and he chooses to uh, use this phenomenon to his uh, to his benefit to uh, continue spending time with his girlfriend. And I mean, this is like young governor shit. I mean, <laughs> and I, and I, it's hard to get the tone of the film from just a couple screenshots, but yeah, I mean, this could be interesting. So this this almost sounds to me like it's got a chance to be warm bodies, only a better warm bodies. Well, it sounds like yeah, it has a chance to be warm bodies, but without the like cute and cuddliness that they tried to give warm bodies. It'll be interesting to see how it goes. I mean, I, it, again, like it could be really disgustingly bad. Where this guy's like, I don't know. I hope it's more of a. A, a warm-hearted movie rather than a yeah my girlfriend's alive let's spend more time together yeah you know i don't know it's weird it's hard to tell what they're where, what they're gonna do with it um but man audrey is full-on zombie mode she looks yeah. like she's ready to eat something looks like some pretty good makeup on the work too there which yeah. is pretty I, I don't know it's got a full star-studded cast so there's definitely a good good possibility a good option to well, and it's hard to tell whether or not it's just her that's a zombie or if it's uh Yeah, they don't really mention much about it. They kind of just say you know, like it, it just shows, you know, it says his world kind of falls apart afterwards. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. It's got some potential. Maybe it's like it's like it takes the spoiler alert, takes the ending of Shaun of the Dead and continues it as if Nick Frost was a chick and that's engage a in a relationship. Okay, this is like some fan. You're fiction you're, over, you're 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 overthinking it. No, man. this you're is some fan fiction that probably exists, and we should stop right now. Speaking of uh, fan fiction, uh, the Los Angeles Police Department made a uh, zombie PSA little video they put out there on YouTube. 
Right. Um, okay. So... <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was a joke when I found this article. I was like, haha, this is going to be, it's real. Weird. Yeah, I thought this was going to be like the one we saw for the Heart and Stroke Foundation up here in Canada, but uh, it's uh, like seven minutes long. I mean, yeah, the PSA is actually only about four minutes, but. I was going to say, okay, if you're going to make a PSA, that's pretty cool, right? Right. Um,. If you're going to make a PSA, don't make it five minutes long with two minutes of credits. <laughs> yeah, that was yeah, really Like jarring. I watched a full-fledged movie. Also, did you guys catch when it shows the zombies wandering down the street, all the sound effects and music that they're playing is borrowed from a death scene in uh, Left 4 Dead? Yes. The whole thing. It's like it's like a minute and a half. I'm like, why do I know this sound? Why do I know this music? The groaning sounds really familiar. And then I went... Oh, it's Left for Dead. They someone just recorded a minute and a half of Left for Dead uh ah, yeah. sound and just added it into the middle of the film. So can I why do you think what why? <laughs> why would they make a PSA? I well, you know, uh I think it's again sort of along the lines of using a awesome phenomenon that is the zombie genre to further their or sort of like you know, hide your shit, yo, uh, campaign, which I think if they want to use that rather than zombies, like go the gangster route, they're more than welcome to. They wouldn't have to change a lot. I mean, they could still keep the chainsaw. Um, but yeah, it's, it's interesting. And I applaud these sort of like serious, uh, departments. I mean, most of these departments, like the police department, the fire department, any sort of government body is very cagey about doing something fun. You know, and, and, and entertaining while still getting the message out there. So you don't see this a lot. So when it happens, like we're talking about it right now. And I don't know about you guys, but I'm smart enough to know not to leave my baby in the front seat. Uh, or my Good iPad. Yeah. I'm on my iPad, my iPad. Um, speaking of which, that's like an iPad too. Come on, guy. Update yeah. that shit. He probably just left it in there so it would get stolen so his wife would let him buy a new one, which is a great idea. So Ooh. we should we, we should we should prepare – explain what the PSA is. Sure. PSA is a woman and her husband hear a noise outside and they look outside and there's several zombies wandering down the street and the zombies are breaking into cars and stealing things and breaking causing vandalism and so they call the police and the police come and arrest the zombies. <laughs> yeah, and I mean the just the reaction of the LA couple is kind of interesting because it's like they've seen this shit before. It's like, yes. oh, the zombies yeah. are back. All right. Well, I'm just going to go back to reading Fifty Shades of Grey. You know, like, <laughs> ugh, come on. And, and you know, the one cop is definitely the I'm too old for this shit cop. And he yeah. tot- and not just because he's black and kind of looks like Danny Glover. I mean, it's just it's just the character he, he plays. I was kind of hoping he would say something like that, but he didn't. <laughs> um it was just it was it was well done enough that it, it got the message across in a fun way. It was sort of ridiculous, but I mean, in the end of it all, they they played the joke all the way through. I thought near the end when uh, they got the the captain on there talking about seriously, guys, you know, hide your valuables, lock your doors, start throwing statistics out there. And I thought like the bit was done. They were, had moved on to the serious thing and. You know, one of the cops comes up. One of the arms had fallen off during the skit, and it's like, "Oh, yeah. what should we do with this?" It's like, uh, "I'll book him, Jimmy." Or it's like, "My name's Harold." It's like, "I know." 
You know, it was just, it was just funny that they played the bit the whole way through. I thought that was <laughs> was really well committed. Right, and you know, to be honest, they could have really summed it all up in about two minutes. You show some zombies wandering down the street. You show them knocking on car doors, break a couple windows, steal a few things, and walk away. Mm-hmm. And then you show somebody, you know, make a phone call, and a cops come up, catch the guys, it's zombies, and stuff them in the car, and like snap, 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 done. And as it's going, you have a narrator go. Don't let zombies steal your valuables or something like that. You know, they didn't need to dwell on it quite as long as they did. Right. So, it, you know, uh, you're right. They didn't need to, but it was nice to see them follow through on it. And, yeah, they could have they could have pulled the Heart and Stroke Foundation one where it was like 30 seconds. But th- that was also really brilliant and really well shot. Yeah. This one was not as well shot. This one looked like it was possibly a student film project right yeah for sure but i mean it works and it's nice to see that zombies get another use yeah Yeah. i mean and i love how one of the comments in the article is so if rick had just arrested all the zombies things would have worked out differently (laughs) (laughs) yes except he didn't have his handcuffs that's true that's that's what stopped him um speaking of cool little fun videos this isn't really a giant news article but um there is a a man by the name of Nick Santanatasso. Mm-hmm. Nick Santanatasso. Santan. What's with the names tonight, guys? I can't do this. Santanatasso. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is. He's a... got a he's got a YouTube account. He's been on the Today Show. He's a uh, disabled person, and uh, he's he's been on, like I said, a few TV shows and stuff. But uh, he did a zombie prank, which <laughs> I thought was hilarious. It's great. And uh, posted it all over Vine, where. Um, because he's missing uh, a few of his limbs. And uh, he went into department stores and crawled on the ground quickly towards customers making zombie noises with some bad zombie makeup on. Mm-hmm. Customers freaked out. It, like <laughs> I, a woman yeah. like assaulted him with <laughs> yeah, like, a plastic baseball bat. And I <laughs> was, was like, so what? Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a very short clip, but it's, it's very quick. Uh, and... It's convincing. He moves. He moves. He's a quick guy. On, yeah. on, down there, you know. Uh, it's. It was convincing to me. Like if I saw something like that, I would probably freak out as well. <laughs> yeah, we we can put a link to it on the show notes. If not, you can look for his uh, YouTube account. You just have to search for Nick Santanasatasso. <laughs> so if you can, Santanasatasso. Okay, I'll that's put what... a link to the article in the yeah. notes. Good idea, Lou. But I just, it's a fun little video on this kid. He seems like a pretty cool kid. So Yeah. Uh, we have another movie on our hands. Another one? This one. Come on. Looks I, cool. I think this one might be going straight to Netflix streaming, too. Yeah. It, okay, so it's another Danny Trejo movie. <laughs> oh. It's called uh, Voodoo Possession. Uh-huh. You've, okay. you're, you've got me so far. <laughs> Do I have you so far? Sold. All right, what's next? All right, I'll read you this little thing right here. Imagine an insatiable demon that feeds on blood thrives on pain and reaches from beyond the grave to torment the living. That's Danny Trejo. I mean, you're describing and, Danny Trejo. And the oh, dead. And. Oh, okay. Mm. So, <laughs> did you guys watch this trailer? I did. Yeah, it's freaking ridiculous. A it little looks, bit. It looks weird and crazy, and it looks like at some point we're going to see a zombie <sighs> Danny Trejo. I'm in. Well, you know what? If this... Okay. I am making a Zamp promise right now, and our listeners can hold us to it. If this arrives on Netflix, we need to Zamp it. 
Oh, there's yes, absolutely. Zamp yeah, is becoming no. a verb. Let's do it. I love it when Zamp is a verb. Yeah, the trailer itself, it's kind of like, really? What am I watching? Because I'm so confused. <laughs> it is confusing. Like, at first it's you're like, oh, yeah, confusing. Danny Trejo. And it's like, then it goes to two white people. Like, why do we care about these, like, paranormal researchers or something? Right? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Like, then okay. it cuts right back to Danny Trejo. And you're like, oh, okay. It's confusing. Hello. Is Danny Trejo the bad guy or is he the good guy? I. Yeah, the, the, it never makes it really clear. It's yeah. all over the place. It's gonna be a, a typical Danny Trejo movie, which means it's good for <laughs> a, it's good for a lot of things. It's probably bad for a lot of things. Well, the funny thing is, is that he gets top billing on the poster, yet he's nowhere to be seen. Yeah, right. <laughs> That's always a good sign. <laughs> it's available on DVD and video on demand, January fourteenth, two thousand fourteen, which is pretty close. Twenty fourteen um, year of the Trejo, are we calling it? Yeah, let's call it year of the Trejo. Right, year of the Trejo. We should All just right. do a bunch of bad horror Trejo movies on Zamp once a month. Year of the Trejo. Year of the Trejo. Hashtag. That, we can do that. There's probably enough sounds of him online. We can pull that off. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, something that I am actually really excited to talk about is um, there's a University of Alabama student, and uh, they're filming their pilot episode for a TV show. Uh-huh. Okay. Now, we've all heard it before. Zombie TV, zombie movie, blah, blah, blah. Let's get some original good zombie content out there, right? I think this could be it. Interesting. It's about zombie chasers. It's But it's called Zomcom. Like, Who cares what it's called, Brian? But what's that mean? <clears throat> Zomcom, to me, sounds like warm bodies. So, <laughs> if, you, if you're not familiar with it, I'm going to ignore you. <laughs> if you're not familiar with it, it's... If you ever seen those shows like you know Tornado Chasers or Storm Chasers or whatever, all those hey, Discovery I, Channel shows, I Twister. picture it being like Ghost Hunters. Right? Mm. Yeah, that's another one. That's another but one. But with zombies. Yeah. So it's gonna I'd follow. Be down a, with that. It's gonna follow a group of people who do things to chase zombies around and get various research and get paid for it. Hmm. That's kind of neat. It sounds interesting. It sounds like it might be worth at least a good laugh. Now, now they do release these on the web. So, I mean, if we were to keep this in our back pocket and and keep an eye out for it, it could be something we could one day review on the show. I think we could. I mean, it's it's probably going to be cheesy. It's obviously not going to be professional quality or whatever. It's students and whatnot. But I think it's a really good idea to uh, something different enough to make it very interesting. You know. Like it says right here, in the pilot, they botch one of their jobs, and they bring back incomplete data so they don't get paid as much. So in order to make up for it, they go on what is known as a suicide mission in the zombie chaser community, mm-hmm. and that's what the pilot focuses on is them trying to do that mission. So it's it's kind of neat. Interesting. It well, has potential. We'll keep yeah, an eye on it. We'll, uh, we'll, you know, we'll keep an eye on it. Oh, evidently Zomcom is... Uh, uh, a term for zombie comedies or zomedies. Zomedies. You can go back to not listening to me anymore now that I've uh... put your two cents in. Yeah. Well, people are going to have to listen to you because my time here is running short. So oh. I'm going to throw the reins over to you and Lou for for now to talk about the topic of the week, which is going to be State of Decay. But before I get out of here, gentlemen, mm-hmm. incoming bad zombie joke. No. You thought you could get away, but Damn you it. can't. <clears throat> Here it comes. Blue page. Why can't zombies write music? 
why can't they or why can they? Why why can they not write oh. music? Why can they not? <clears throat> um, I don't know. Because they're too busy decomposing. <laughs> Damn, that's pretty good. That's actually better than I thought it was going to be. I gave myself an applause for that. that, that decomposing. <laughs> that's good, right? All right, gentlemen. Sorry I have to cut my time short, but everyone, you are in good hands now. And uh, Ryan, Lou, take it away for the rest of the show. Zombie Topic of the Week. You should start, because I played a lot of State of Decay when it was on Xbox. Right. But we both have now played it on PC. So what, what we're talking about, this game called State of Decay, uh, came out in the summer. Uh, Xbox Live Arcade was the Summer of Arcade title, I believe. And it was uh, it was an interesting game, because it came out and uh, you know got some publicity from, you know, gaming websites but it, it it felt like it was missing something and the developer knew that the developer had stated that this was an ambitious like pilot project because i guess they still want to make an mmo based in this world um so and they also wanted to have a pc version and the pc version was was advertised right from the get-go as coming out and it did come out i think early access in september and then was fully out in like october um we both picked it up on the Steam sale. Was that? Yep. Okay. Yep. There was a Steam holiday sale like two weeks ago. Yeah. And it got down to about six bucks. Yeah. It it, uh, it went down. Yeah. It was about yeah six to ten dollars. And you know we we felt uh, now that we had some time with it, it and Walking Dead was behind us, it'd be a good chance to talk about it because um, as most of you are probably aware. Christmas is around the corner, and that means another winter sale, and it'll definitely go on sale again, probably down to the same price. So we figured we'd uh, let you guys know how it is, and then you guys can keep an eye out for it. And gals, guys and gals, it's a game for everybody. Um, so I have only played about two or three hours, so I've got my first impressions on me. But Lou, you finished it, correct? Yes. Now, I you finished the visit- main campaign. I finished the main campaign. There is an additional DLC that mm-hmm. just came out like last week. Right. And I have not played that yet. So before we jump in, just a few details. Uh, how long was the campaign for you? Uh, about 12 hours. Oh, that's not bad for ten for $10. And and you did all like there. It, it appears that there's side it was quests, still, it, and there was still stuff left for me to do when I ended it. Now, can you continue like sort of the adventure of managing your? It, it automatically saves before the last mission, oh, okay. so you can continue to do other stuff until then. Okay, and you can end the game whenever you want. Okay, so um, now that we have that information, let's jump back a bit. So. The game features uh, what I thought would be a, hey, create your survivor, but you do start with created characters. Yep, you start with two guys. Uh, I think it's Marcus and Ed, and yeah. they've been on a camping trip in the woods, and they just pulled their fishing boat like up on the, the docks at the lake, mm-hmm. and they get attacked by zombies. And they don't know what they are. They think they're like cannibals or something, and so yeah. – they kill them and then find out that there's all kinds of them wandering the woods and you have to either run through the woods and kill the zombies or sneak up on the zombies one by one and take them out. 
Yeah, and and in uh, the intro to the game is very just like basic inventory management, basic combat skills, and like Lou said, there's the ability to be sneaky sneak. But I never really did that in my play. All you, the time. You do it all the time. All the time. Okay, because it was kind of annoying. Uh, Does it get I, less annoying? <laughs> it well, it gets really. It makes the game a lot easier if you sneak up on stuff you're not moving quite as fast so like i'll drive a car and Uh park a car about a block from where i want to go sure and then sneak up the street okay and take out zombies as i go okay and then i have to fight them less true it also helps later on you can get weapons uh you start out with like a stick Uh and then later on you get wrenches and you get guns later on and the guns, you can get silencers for them. So you, the stealth part gets really good because you have, say, a rifle with a silencer on the end. And you can start picking off the zombies one by one from a shrub. Right. And then just walk right into the building that you wanted to go into to, in the first place. Right. So um, those those are sort of the, the combat mechanics. And, and I felt like with the combat, the game is a little it, – it's a little janky. It's a little bit. Oh, it's this like, is this is not a triple A title game no, in and, any way, shape, or form. And I mean that's fine. I'm not I'm not knocking any points off it. I still think it's a really neat game. But I'm not I'm not saying to everybody like this is like it's an open world zombie game. But it's not. It's still like a a, a it's not a triple A open world zombie game. It's not uh, Grand Theft Auto with zombies. You know. No, but it comes pretty close. Oh, oh, you know, it's probably the best of of what it's trying to do. I mean, it's the only thing out there that. I mean, maybe the only thing would be Dead Rising. I have not played Dead Rising three yet, and I know that game has sort of an open world zombie feel to it. Um, but the interesting thing about this one is that it puts a emphasis on survival as opposed to, um, st- uh, I don't want to say story, but as opposed to like a, an overarching, let's cure this thing or, or let's get from point A to point B. It's more about surviving, and and you know well, you find a you find a homestead, you uh, have to manage that homestead. You have survivors, and the game is very uh, complex in terms of its its um, what it expects you to do, and they throw a lot at you. And if if you're not careful, you can really miss out on some key lessons. Like, for example, like, my dudes are, like, hurting and my dudes are tired. Like, and when that happens, do, should I switch characters? Yes. Okay. So I did that, and that's been helping a little bit. Yep. And the trick is, you early on in the game, mm-hmm. uh, you want to recruit as many survivors as you can. And then you'll get an option where it'll say, so-and-so is angry. There's anger at back at the homestead. So if you go back and you find the person that's angry, you can do a mission with them uh-huh. where you take them out into a field and like and see all these zombies. Let's get some aggression out, and you go and you kill a bunch of zombies. I or, got. Uh, I did one of those missions, and it was really neat because um, before that, the game wasn't really saying you know bring a guy along, bring a guy along because you can. It, this is a very this is a very single player game that screams, you know, co-op or or you know some sort of like everybody jump into the world and play together. That is not available for this game. Obviously, the developer said yes. That would be amazing. Um, I think they're like we mentioned at the top of this segment. They're working on some sort of MMO in the universe. 
I believe one of the upcoming DLCs is going to have co-op options. See, that would be nice. And and I was kind of a little bummed that reading the um, and I have not played the DLC, but from what we discussed prior to the show, the deal the new DLC that was released is kind of like an extra mode. So yeah. I don't know. I was kind of hoping for more like story based content, but well. I will say the story is not amazing, mm-hmm. but what I like about it is everything is very dynamic. Okay. Um, if so, certain characters, while you're running around, the object of the game is basically get supplies, bring them back to your homestead to help keep your people alive. Uh, in the meantime, there are missions like a there's a local de- town doctor and. He's boarded up in a house and he needs help, so he radios for help. I need and to so find the mission, <laughs> so the mission is drive to the house and rescue him. And so you drive over there and you rescue him. In the meantime, while that's going on, other survivors might be getting supplies for you, mm-hmm. and one of them might get attacked. And it'll be like so and so hasn't come back. We last heard from them over here. Go find them. Yeah. And those are like optional small side quests. Sometimes those people will just come back if you don't help them. Yeah. But if you but if you stop and help them all the time, they'll join you more often and they can even become a playable character. Well, I mean, I found like it's got a cool mechanic of uh you have a certain amount of resources, uh resource types. There's like food, medicine, ammo um building supplies and maybe another one but you have to collect those items in order to a keep your guys alive or b progress your homestead like upgrade your certain you know like your bedding and all that fun stuff so you go to these you go to these places and i didn't quite uh, capture this but i only have one runner so i guess that's the beauty of recruiting more people you'll get more runners available is that how that works yes okay yes and every time you bring back supplies you put them in like a main storage area and you build up reputation points and then you can use the reputation points to get other survivors to join you and then like five of you can be tooling around in a truck and you jump out and everybody <laughs> you're the only one that can carry the main supplies but you've got like five other guys watching your back yeah there's like two types of uh, uh supply um types there's like stuff that you pick up and put in your inventory and then there's stuff you can send the camp to gather and that yeah. adds to their resource stockpile and the other cool thing that i found out the hard way is that it all progresses in real time when you're not playing it's like freaking zombie animal crossing yes you know like you don't play animal crossing for a month and there's just weeds everywhere everywhere well in this game you don't play this game for a month you come back there are just dead bodies everywhere yep i came back i played on sunday and then jumped back in last night just to kind of like refresh my memory and you had mentioned the the uh, doctor who i have not rescued yet and this is very early on so i mean if you are suspect to spoilers i mean like lou said the game really is more about the gameplay as opposed to the story um but I haven't rescued that doctor yet, so I feel like if I don't go get that that doctor before the weekend, my friend is gonna die. Yeah, uh, the doc the doctor is a story point, so I don't think he's in any danger of dying. Well, not the doctor, but my friend. I don't know if your friend will die. I've never had any. I've played through the beginning portion of the game three or four times, mm-hmm. and I've never had him die. So okay. I don't know if that's an option. Well, it's just I. The game is is very intriguing, and it is an open-world zombie game where you're given choices as to what you want to do. You do certainly feel like one person 
you only control one person at a time, but like Lou said, you can bring people along, but that requires a little more trust from the people. But I felt as though like, uh, it's just, it feels really neat and, uh, it's different than what any other zombie game I've played. It's sort of like the walking dead, uh, video game. It was a different type of zombie experience. Therefore it was, it was, it was a, it was fun and it was unique and I felt more inclined to play and recommend it. Um, so yeah, I mean, State of Decay is certainly one of those titles, uh, that I would recommend to any zombie fan and it is available on, uh, Xbox and PC. Um, you'll find it'll go on sale on PC probably within the next couple weeks. Um, if you're, if you're into sales like that and the DLC will probably go on sale this time around as well. It was just brand new when they had the autumn sale, I believe. Yeah. It like, it had launched the day of the sale, I think. So, yeah, but, um, I don't know. I, I didn't really want to go too in depth because I, I'm not, I'm not far myself, but are we missing any mechanics of the game? Like here's a mechanic i don't think you know yet okay Um, spill it out spill it all it's it's one of the more interesting ideas is so you have a homestead that you have players Uh like other characters and you recruit and then you fill beds and there's a limit to the amount of people you can have but as the game progresses they decide the characters decide you can go to another house and start another camp somewhere Really? And when this happens, it, the map opens up and you kind of have lots of options and choices on where to go. And it gives you one distinct choice and says, hey, this might be a better place for our people. But here's like six other places you could set up base. And you kind of have a choice on what you want to do. And it's really open and it gives you a lot of choices. Now, I've been given the option to call in a runner but also to create an outpost. Yes. Should I create an outpost? Is that something I should do? Y- yes. Okay. Um, creating outposts, basically, your big backpack full of stuff, like if you find like like medical supplies or food stocks or something like that, uh-huh. you still have to bring those back to your house. But if you find things like guns or um, other weapons, you can drop those off at outposts and it puts them in your main supply automatically. So, but it does not transfer um, stockpile stuff, right? Oh, stockpile okay. stuff always has to go back to your house. But if you're running around and you find a bunch of weapons, outposts make great. Like, oh, I got a good weapon now, but I picked up six more. Let's get rid of these. Okay, because yeah, I found that once you, when you're out in the field, once you have stuff in your inventory, you either have to use it or destroy it. Yep, or you bring it, bring it back to the build uh, to your house, mm-hmm. or, and there's a actual location where you can just dump all that equipment. Yeah. Now I thought of a thing we didn't mention, and uh, that's in terms of the zombies. Uh, so far, I've only encountered um, three types. You have the normal zombies, the walkers that are wandering around, and then you have the zombie hordes, which we'll come back to. And then you have I've met um, the feral zombie, which is sort of like a uh, a hunter type from Left for Dead. Very, very mobile, very jumpy. And uh, that was one of the missions where I was off with another survivor who I had, like, had a truce with or something. It's like, let's get something done together to build some trust and 
go and take off this go take this feral zombie. There are also about five other types of zombies that you'll run across too. There's a what's called a screamer is the one I run across more often than not. Yep. And it's like a zombie without any arms. Oh. And if you get near it, it screams like a blood-curdling scream, and your character gets stunned for a minute, and you can get swarmed by zombies while that's going on. Interesting. Okay. Uh, now, now, the hordes are an interesting thing because um, the game, ha- you'll, you'll find you'll always run into one or two zombies, and they're easy enough to take care of because you just mash X, and then when they go down, you have a finisher move. Um, but I find when you get two or three or four zombies coming at just you, you can sometimes get lucky and take them out with like a a wide range weapon, like a a fire poker or something. And like, you'll sort of hit multiple zombies at once. Um, but a horde is literally like a group of zombies traveling in a pack. And I find the best way to take care of them is just to run them down with a car. (laughs) That's the most satisfying thing ever. Uh, that's about the best way to take care of a horde. But here's another tip that I'll give you. Okay. Later on in the game, you get things like Molotov cocktails of various types. Right. Carry two or three. You can carry, I think it's three per inventory slot. Sure. Carry three. And if you run into a horde like that and you're not in a vehicle, just aim like you're going to aim with your gun. And then instead of p- pressing the fire button for your gun, press the button to throw the Molotov cocktail right. and it goes right into the horde and you kill probably about 80% of them right off the bat and you eliminate most of your enemies. Now, is that another good tactic for taking out infestations, which is a different yes. type of like, um, so you have the zombie hordes, they sort of just wander the map and um, it's good. I found out it's good to take those out because they affect the willingness of the AI to go out and collect resources um, yes. and increases their chances of survival as well from what it- I would understand. It also – if you leave an infestation for too long, it increases the amount of hordes in that area. Oh, see, I I haven't touched the infestations yet and I'm probably three or four days into the game and um, I should take care of those. Here's two tips for you with an okay. infestation that I've learned. Uh, find a vehicle that is almost broken. Uh-huh. Like it's got smoke coming out of it, so you know it's going to break. Or even if, if better yet, it has fire coming out of it. So right? you're not suggesting what I think you're suggesting. You drive it to the infestation. <laughs> you drive it up to the door, and then you throw a Molotov cocktail at the car. And when it blows up, it kills about eighty percent of the zombies in the house. Interesting. <laughs> no joke. It's a trick I figured out on my own because I get tired of going into the house and getting jumped. And I, there's got to be a better way to do this. <laughs> well, and I so mean, I, that, I have not taken care of them yet. Um, I need to. Uh, not tonight, obviously. But, um, I, you know, it's 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 a game. I It's a fun little game. And, uh, you know, if you're looking for this and... Uh, to accompany your Walking Dead Season 2 playthrough over the holidays. Like, this is going to be a game you want, you're going to want to pick up. Now, it's on. we mentioned it's on PC. Are you pl- Did you play with keyboard and mouse? No, I played with gamepad. Okay, so, yeah, so did I. I used the Xbox controller. I, sometimes there's just games like this I cannot imagine using a mouse and keyboard. Like, you kind of need, not you know, not that it's a, a Twitch shooter, but, Oh no! Wait, that you want a mouse and keyboard for a Twitch shooter? Anyways, I just I think that it's uh, it's really fun on it's PC a, and it's great. 
It's got a neat mix of controls. It reminds me of like a cross between Resident Evil's controls mm-hmm. and like Grand Theft Auto controls. Okay. Yeah, no, for sure. And um, so. I'm I'm really interested now. I wanna I wanna get a little bit farther into it, and then I want the I would love the DLC to go on sale. Uh, but this is definitely going to be one of those games to keep an eye on uh, in terms of a uh, fun zombie game uh, to check out on PC. So. Yeah, and like I mentioned, uh, we didn't have it in Quickfire, but the uh, or not Quickfire, different show. Uh, we didn't have it in the news, but uh, Walking Dead season two will be out next Tuesday, and um, I haven't I haven't talked to the guys about this, but you know we've talked about our YouTube channel, and I really think we should try to do something fun with uh, the Walking Dead season two. Maybe go all out, especially since episode one is landing snugly in between. Uh, season four, part one and two. So just that wasn't conveniently planned or anything. No, I mean, not like these guys have marketing plans. Um, <laughs> so I think that's, it, you know, I think that's enough on State of Decay for now. I think it's definitely going to be a title. I don't want to run it into the ground because I think it's a title we definitely want to revisit on the show. Um, and uh, we have a few games in the pipeline that we'd like to play uh, live for you guys. And definitely with the holidays coming up, we will have time. So maybe I'll stream a little State of Decay. Maybe Lou will stream a little State of the K. We got Contagion in the pipeline, which is a Steam game, uh, early access, that I'd love to sh- take a shot at. Um, so, yeah, we keep saying there's interesting things coming, and I'm going to keep saying it. So keep on waiting. Sorry, guys. But I think that's enough for State of Decay. So uh, why don't we move into – let me wrap this show up, shall we? We shall. That sounds good to me. Yeah, why, why don't you quickly tell the listeners about – uh, our t-shirt on Slash Loot. So if you want to help us keep the show going, we have t-shirts for sale. They're over at Slash Loot. And we have right on our website a link right to where you can buy them. Yeah. There's even a handy-dandy uh, image preview on the website. So you don't even have to click through to see how awesome it is. Um, and, you know, we, we've always got ideas for t-shirts, but we want to see how this one does before we, you know, start putting time into other ones. But, hey, if you like it, we will certainly... Uh, keep working on that now before we wrap this thing up i wanted to keep the segment alive ask the busy zombie lord uh we got a few su- a few submissions over the last couple of weeks so we got we got a couple in the uh the old cylinder uh there oh so. see you're surprising me here i didn't see any notes about this no. Uh-oh. because this is one that was submitted via twitter a very public format we do prefer that these uh ask us uh, ask the busy zombie lords come in via email because lou does not check the email uh <laughs> that's not his fault i mean like you know we are we whatever just send it by email and i will be sure to ask the busy zombie lord anyways ask the busy zombie lord lou are you ready i'm as ready as i'm ever gonna All be right Jim Bean on Twitter asks, when confronted with a zombie horde, what do you do? Run, hide, or fight? Go. To be honest, the answer has to do more with the size. If it's only a few zombies, you can probably take them out. If there's a dozen, I would probably just run. I don't know how well hiding would do unless they were already on top of me, and then I would look for a place to hide. You know, I think when it comes to Horde, you have, like, a dozen, which is your standard 12. You have a Baker's Dozen, which is 13. And then you have a Horde, which is probably 14+, plus. I would think. Yeah. Um, you know, that's how I, I usually describe, like, oh, man, there's, like, a Horde of cookies here. You know, Baker's Dozen doesn't quite capture the amount of cookies that are there. But, um, no, I mean, I think uh, I think that's smart. Uh, so, okay, if a Horde is 14+, plus, 
and there are no cars around for you to ram the horde, <laughs> what do you do? Run. Run. Yeah. Run is the key here. I think hiding is too sketchy. Uh, hiding, you know, it just takes one zombie to pull you out and you're done for. I mean, it didn't work for Rick when he was in the tank and certainly did not work for his horse. Um, <laughs> so, okay. Well, that's bi- Ask the Busy Zombie Lord. If you want to submit your Ask the Busy Zombie Lord or your bad jokes for Bob or create a brand new segment for Ryan. I mean, he's not jealous at all. <laughs> I'm just joking, guys. I, I really enjoy this. Uh, go to our website, Zombies at My Podcast. Eight. Okay, wait. <laughs> we do that again. Zombies at My Podcast.com. Send all your uh, awesome content to info at Zombies at My Podcast.com. Follow us on Twitter at Zombies Podcast. Like us on Facebook.com slash Zombies Ate My Podcast. Plus one us at Google.com plus Zombies Ate My Podcast. Ate My Podcast. That's not right. Ate My Podcast. We need to record this and just add it to the end of the show. Yes, um, we do. Yeah, I'm going to get around to doing that. If you want to check out your your lovely Zamp crew on Twitter, I'm at R. Murphy. Lou is at Busy Zombie Lord. And Bob is at Bobbert F. And last but not least, Joel Duggan. Quick shout-out for him uh, for the artwork. You can find more about him at joelduggan.com. Lou, thank you. This has been a uh, fantastic episode filled with news and video games. Um, It's been a while since we've done that. It's been a lot of Walking Dead talk lately. This is a nice break. Yeah, and I mean, if anybody has any topic suggestions, um, we have a couple uh, coming up. Next week, we are going to be talking... We're going to do our holiday special. We're going to be talking about um, what to buy the zombie fan pre-apocalypse and what to buy a zombie fan post-apocalypse. So uh, that'll be fun. We're going to have some fun with that. Um, And stay tuned. We may be watching a film before New Year's. Yes. I I love to have a good list, a backlog, if you will, of, of films to watch over the holiday break. And I got to tell you, there are a few zombie flicks in there. I discussed World War Z and uh, m- maybe another bad zombie movie. If Lou, if Bob were here, he'd be playing a uh, a clip from the movie we watched prior. What was it? Survival of the Dead? Survival of the Dead, a film yeah. I will never watch again. <laughs> yeah, you watched it twice <laughs> because that, that, that wasn't your first viewing. Um, but anyways. Oh, I've seen it about three times now. Oh, well. Before. But you won't watch it again, you promise. I won't watch it again. Okay, good. Uh, But anyways, this has been Zombies Ate My Podcast. And remember to always get in a car and ram that zombie horde. Uh, Thank you for listening. (laughs) 